What's up, everybody? Let's spin some yarn. So uh, it's Veterans Day, and I was looking for something cool to do uh, to honor that. And based on this year being as bizarre as it has been, um, the chief season is starting soon. And so I was thinking about that. I'm like, uh, I, like last year I did something um, on Peter Tomich called The Chief and His Ship cool article, something that I, I just read and talked a little bit and honored Veterans Day in that way. Um, this year with Chief season looming, I, I wanted to do something related to Chiefs, but I, I had told a Chief story last year and I was trying to think of something like that. And um, I came upon an article based on a concept I've always wanted to talk about uh, in needed to find the right way to do it. And I think this is perfect because uh, with chief season looming and it being veterans day, I thought it would be a really cool opportunity to honor what came before chiefs. Uh, and so I'm going to read an article called first there were firsts. And this article was written by uh, master chief James Lucci. Uh, he is the same master chief that he's now retired uh, based on the byline in this article that wrote the tradition of change. Uh, it's a document that I talk about a lot that it was a very in-depth research project commissioned by the Navy history and heritage command on the history of the chief season. Uh, and this article is looking at what came before chiefs and why that's important. And I wanted to do that, not just for veterans day, but also for, uh, the first class petty officers out there that are chief eligible and that are going to find out soon that this year was not their year, that they were not selected for chief. Um, there is a, a staggering importance to what first class petty officers do that I think has been devalued a little bit uh, during my time in the Navy and that I kind of want to point out again and, and remind everybody of the, the incredible work that they do and the importance that I, like I place on and that I think all chiefs can and should and, and, and some, some I would say likely do uh, I'd say a, a lot of them do. Um, but that I, I wish I wish it was a little bit more throwback like uh, and you'll I'll read the article and, and you'll see what I mean. So imagine you are looking at a photograph of a U.S. Navy sailor wearing a double breasted blue uniform coat with gilt buttons and a visor cap. And you were told that this individual is known as a deck plate leader and is considered part of the backbone of the Navy. Why you'd say that is a Navy chief petty officer. Well, if the image you're looking at predates 1893, you would be looking at a first-class petty officer. Before there were chiefs, there were firsts. Chief petty officers trace their tradition and heritage to that of a first-class petty officer. Prior to the establishment of the chief petty officer rating in 1893, the Navy depended on first-class petty officers for enlisted leadership. They wore a uniform that distinguished them from the rest of their shipmates, a visor cap similar to the cap worn by officers, and a sack coat with double rows of brass buttons. That distinctive uniform, particularly the hat, still defines chief petty officers today. First class petty officers provided senior enlisted leadership 
in the last half of the 19th century. Prior to the Civil War, the Navy did not have a formal rank structure amongst its petty officers. One of the earliest references to class differences among petty officers appears in U.S. Navy uniform regulations dated 19 February 1841, which authorizes a petty officer mark of distinction to be worn on jackets in the winter and frocks in the summer. The mark consisted of an eagle perched above an anchor. No more than three inches long, this mark was worn on the right sleeve between the elbow and the shoulder by boatswain's mates, gunner's mates, carpenter's mates, master-at-arms, ship stewards, and ship's cooks. All other petty officers wore the same mark on the left sleeve. Changes to the U.S. Navy uniform regulations dated 18 April 1865 established two categories of petty officers, petty officers of the line and petty officers of the staff. Line petty officers were directed to wear the petty officer device on the right sleeve. All other petty officers and first class firemen except officer stewards were directed to wear the device on the left sleeve without the star. Navy uniform regulations approved 1 December 1866 Authorized petty officers with certain specialties to wear a coat and tie style uniform that distinguished them from other petty officers. The new uniform emphasized their special status among enlisted sailors. Master at arms, yeomen, surgeon stewards, and paymaster stewards were authorized to wear a sack coat style uniform that had blue jackets with rolling collars, double breasted, two rows of medium sized navy buttons on the breast six in each row, slashed sleeves of cuffs with three small size navy buttons, plain blue caps with visor. These selected petty officers also wore a blue visor cap featuring a device that was similar but slightly larger than the perched eagle brass buttons worn on the blue sack coat. All other petty officers and seamen continued to wear uniforms with overshirts or jumpers, bell-bottom trousers, and caps without visors. This marked the beginning of formal class distinction between petty officers. Petty officers who wore sack coats were considered senior and of more worth to the Navy and reflected the common practice to pay sailors according to how critical their skills were for shipboard operations. Surgeon stewards and master at arms were among the highest paid enlisted men at the time. In 1876, the Navy again realigned its two categories of petty officers into petty officers of the line and petty officers. Petty officers of the line included the same rates as in 1865, except for specialties that had been discontinued. Line petty officers continued to wear the petty officer device with a star on the right sleeve. All other petty officers wore the petty officer device on the left sleeve minus the star. The term chief petty officer was used during the 1870s to refer to the petty officer that was the most experienced and senior member of a particular rate. Petty officers wore marks on either the left or right lower sleeve to indicate their specialty. 1877 Navy uniform regulations listed 13 specialties, which included chief boatswain's mate and chief or signal quartermaster. These chiefs wore their specialty marks on both lower sleeves to indicate their status. While they were still petty officers, these highly respected sailors had earned the right to be called chief. The master-at-arms was also referred to as the chief petty officer of the ship to which he was assigned. In the 19th century, 
And well into the 20th, sailors often ate their meals in birthing spaces. Birthing deck cooks or mess cooks prepared food to be consumed in the birthing spaces. In the second half of the 19th century, separate petty officers' messes began to emerge on U.S. Navy ships. By the late 1880s, the petty officer mess had evolved to the first-class petty officer mess. In 1885, the Navy divided petty officers into three classes, first, second, and third. Classes defined seniority among petty officers, but they were still paid according to their specialty. That is, for example, all first-class petty officers did not receive equal pay. 1886 Navy Uniform Regulations, approved 1 July 1885, introduced new petty officer devices, now called rating badges. The new rating badges were similar to the type worn today and consisted of an eagle with wings pointed down, perched above a specialty mark that was placed above scarlet chevrons. The same regulations also authorized all first-class petty officers to wear sack coat-style uniforms and visor caps. All other petty officers and seamen continued wearing overshirts, bell-bottoms, and caps without visors. The 1886 Master-at-Arms first-class petty officer can be compared to a command master chief of today. Master-at-Arms was the senior rate among first-class petty officers. They wore a rating badge that distinguished them from all other first-class petty officers. The rating badge had an eagle perched above three arched stripes uh, or arced stripes. Below the arc stripes was a specialty mark, which was placed above three scarlet chevrons. The specialty mark for the master at arms was a five point star, the same mark used by command master chiefs today. The master at arms first class rating badge style was later adopted by the chief petty officer rating when it was established in 1893. The basic design remains in vogue today. All other first class petty officers wore a different style rating badge, didn't have arc stripes, but it did have three chevrons. The specialty mark was laid upon a scarlet diamond-shaped lozenge. The lozenge was the only difference with the Petty Officer Second Class Rating Badge, which had also had three chevrons. Petty Officers Third Class wore the same style rating badge as a Second Class Petty Officer, but with only two chevrons. The visor cap worn by First Class Petty Officers was also adopted by Chief Petty Officers in 1893. Chief Petty Officers continued wearing the First Class Petty Officer cap device until 1897 when the Navy introduced the current style CPO cap device. Navy Department Circular number 79, dated 12 June 1897, described the new CPO cap device as the device for Chief Petty Officers caps except Bandmaster shall be letters USN in silver upon a gilt fouled anchor. First class petty officers exercised deck plate leadership long before ships had deck plates. They lived and worked closely with the crew and were responsible for training and discipline. Serving as an interface between the crew and the officers, these men were considered the backbone of the Navy and women because you know, now we have women. <laughs> I always forget to fix the pronouns. 1893 is often thought of as a year that the chief petty officer traditions and heritage began. However, it can be argued that those traditions really began in 1866 when the first senior petty officers began wearing the hat or in the 1870s when chief referred to a senior petty officer or in 1885 when first class petty officers began wearing what is now the CPO style rating badge. In 1893, several first-class petty officers received temporary appointments to the new chief petty officer rating. All of the new chiefs wore a rating badge of the same basic design as the old master-at-arms first-class petty officer, but with the specialty mark for the rate. The old master-at-arms first-class rating badge became the new chief master-at-arms rating badge. 
1894, the rating badge designed for all petty officers, including chiefs, was modified to the style still being worn today. The 1893 first-class petty officers that were not appointed as chief petty officers began wearing the jumper uniforms previously worn by petty officers second class and below. In 1973, the U.S. Navy began a two-year phase-in program which transitioned the male enlisted uniform from the jumper style to a sack coat and tie style, which included a visor cap. At the time, it was noted that many first-class petty officers immediately switched to the new coat and new hat. It was often said that the first-class petty officers were just trying to look like the chiefs. <laughs> However, after 80 years, maybe they were just anxious to see if their old uniforms still fit. It might be that all along, it had been the chiefs who were trying to look like the first classes, because before there were chiefs, there were firsts. I really like this article because I thought that it was kind of like I have this thing that I do with cooks where uh, I teach a lot of, of, of heritage. And one of the things that I teach is the story of Jacob Wasby and how the first mention of the term chief in relation to rate of rank was Jacob Wasby on the USS Alfred. And he was a ship's cook. And he served with John Paul Jones on that ship uh, and that most chiefs, if not all, are taught that little piece of chief heritage. So uh, it, it was kind of like a, a bit of validation for those cooks. I, we always struggled with motivation when I was at the A school and even with the staff members and some of the cooks on the, sh on the submarines I've served on, um, feeling a little devalued because uh, a lot of times part of our culture, and especially on submarines and I think on surface ships as well to a certain degree, uh, culturally, cooks are devalued a little bit because they're not doing a, a job that, like they mentioned, we used to be paid based on the value of our job to the ship's mission. A lot of times, uh, other crew members, officers, other people don't think that our job has the same amount of value uh, as, as other jobs on the ship or submarine or whatever. I feel like this time of year, first classes, especially board eligible first classes that are not selected for chief, feel devalued a little bit and i thought this little piece of history especially explained in the awesome way that it was in this article would be uh hopefully a, a little motivating uh and a little piece of trivia that can be used to remind uh the first classes that are selected and especially the chiefs that are about to be uh puffing their chest out full of pride that uh a lot of the things that we puff our chests out with pride came from first class petty officers that the first people to wear the uniform of a chief were in fact first class petty officers the first chiefs <laughs> before the formal establishment of in 1893 were first class petty officers like the, the first sailors that led in the role of a chief were first class petty officers so before there were chiefs there were firsts and to uh, devalue that at all, I think, is criminal and tragic. I, I think that um, a lot of pride can be taken in the fact that you're leading in that position. A lot of pride can be taken from the fact that you are part of that story now. And I, like, I wanted to remind you of it. And, and that's how I wanted to spend uh, a little piece of my Veterans Day is, is to reach back to uh, the people that came before us, which is a thing that we commonly spend uh, our time on Veterans Day doing, is, is thinking of those that came before us, of the, of the veterans of the service that, that built the legacy uh, that we're all becoming a part of, that we're all stewards of now.
and to remind all of you that like that's your history that is your story of which you are a part and you should be incredibly proud of that whether or not your name is on the chiefs list uh because if you're doing the things you need to be doing and you are leading sailors on the deck plate the way that your predecessors did you'll get there it's just a matter of time right the system's not perfect it's quota driven um but if you are doing all the right things it may take longer than you would like, but you will eventually, once again, wear the hat of the chief. Um, I, I hope you guys enjoyed that. That's <laughs> that's all I got for you today. Uh, if you need anything from us, hit us up. Don't give up the ship podcast at gmail.com. You can Facebook message us. Don't give up the ship podcast or DM us on Instagram or Reddit uh, at DGets Podcast. And uh, if you would be so kind as to get this out to all the firsts that you know. Uh, it helps when you like share subscribe review on all the things like for podcasts and just share it on social media and everything um, but yeah tag tag a first class you know especially if you uh, if you find out that they don't make chief here in a few weeks um, it doesn't mean that you're not leading as a chief it doesn't mean that you're not a strong valuable deck plate leader and uh, get this story out there for for all those first classes to just gas them up a little bit, remind them of their heritage. And, uh, I hope everyone, uh, takes a moment to think about things like these. Think about, uh, the, the amazing stories that not just that are, are part of our heritage. It's like, you're a part of that. Like, this is your story. Be proud of that. And that's what I got for you today. Thank you so much for listening and don't give up the ship. (laughs) 